0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Shedding Light podcast. Thank you so much for joining us again. It's been a wonderful time. It's been a really cool time um, talking about these original songs. Um, and you yeah, are just kind of diving into this amazing thing that God has been doing in our in our worship community and um, as, as a church, um, as a whole. So today we are talking about Draw Near. Um, is it Draw Near Emmanuel? Yes. Is that the other song? Yes. Okay, so Jornier Emmanuel, an absolutely beautiful song. It's a personal favorite of mine. I'm trying not to show favoritism, but it's getting difficult. So <laughs> <laughs> it is an it is an amazing song. Um, and besides the beauty of the music, the the words, the message behind it, it's an absolutely wonderful song. And yeah, we're kind of going to talk about it today, uh, along with some other things. So, yeah. Bern, welcome back.
1: Thank A you. regular
0: now.
2: Yeah, it seems to be. A
0: regular now. You've made more appearances than anyone else, I think. So this is... <laughs> maybe you'll start hosting them soon. No, no, say, no, no, no? no. Okay, no. that's fine. We'll, <laughs> we'll leave that to Dave. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, Jornia, Emmanuel, um, let's just jump in with sure. Song Story. Um, tell us about it.
2: Okay. So the song's probably also from… 2018, uh, not probably, it is from 2018, and I had to go back and look. Um, It was written from a revelation that came to me kind of in the middle of the night. Um, I was uh, processing something um, which happens from time to time for myself. Um, And so I was, yeah, Dave was asleep next to me, and I was kind of in tears and just like processing some stuff and praying and, and whatever. And um, had this revelation in that moment that what could be the most lonely or vulnerable time for myself wasn't. I wasn't alone. And so that whole, that scripture of um, I'll never leave you nor forsake you yeah. uh, just became alive in my heart. It was like a revelation of that. Because we all know that scripture, but yeah. to believe it, to know it like in your life um, as truth. Um yeah, was anyway, so that was that revelation. And then this was kind of burst from that. I wrote down I took my phone out. I'm I'm not a key uh somebody who's very good at journaling, but I just wrote down thoughts that had come to me in that moment. And then the next day sat down at the piano and so the song began. So it started with Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Yeah. And so that kind of like started the process. Yeah. Awesome
0: awesome yeah you 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 kind of touched on something that I really want to talk about now um and that is this thing of feelings versus truth um and you know I shared a message a little while ago for youth um on this whole thing and it's this weird balancing act of acknowledging your feelings and and understanding that how you feel in the moment is real mm. it's real yeah. so you will In a moment, feel alone, and that's fine. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. But it's about acknowledging that that is that there. uh, Quite often, there is a lie behind our feelings, Mm. Um, and so for you, it was feeling feeling alone, but acknowledging that you're not alone, Mm. Um, which I think is is good, and that's true. But I think sometimes we can get caught up in trying to focus so much on that truth that we can start to kill our feelings.
2: Yeah, yeah. And so
0: um, instead of acknowledging I feel lonely today or I feel sad today, I feel Mm. uh, anxious today or whatever the feeling may be, instead of just acknowledging that and being – and saying, God gave me these emotions, it's real, yes. it's, it exists, yes. we start to suppress it and kill it because, oh, I can't be feeling this way because I know yes. it's not true. Yes. Um, whereas it's good to process these things. Mm. Um, would you say that the song came from processing that, um, from acknowledging that this is how I'm feeling, or was the song a response to the feeling, do you understand what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, you- so um, it came out of that moment. So I think the it probably came from the truth that came... As a revelation yeah. inside that yeah. feeling of um, processing sadness, for me it was sadness that I was processing, sure. and then feeling I could be feeling quite mm. alone here. Yeah. David's sleeping peacefully next to me, I'm like having this moment. <laughs> I could be a really lonely moment, but it wasn't. Sure. You know, so um, yes, it definitely came from that. You know, but so true what you're saying about the um, allowing yourself to feel. Without it becoming your truth, Mm. if that makes sense. So I know for for Dave and myself as parents, we're trying to help um, our one daughter is uh, particularly emotional. And we often tell her, I often tell her when I'm sitting with her, there's nothing wrong with feeling that. You know, it's so important to feel. So I don't want you to pretend that you don't feel that. Mm. You must feel that. But when you are feeling that, the way we respond is important. So, you know, to always point us back to Jesus and and find our find our anchor there. Take every thought captive yes. in our knowledge of him. Yeah. You know, and so anyway. So I, I'm fully in agreement with you on that front. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: And and I think it's it's weird that um we've we seem to put on this this face that everything's okay so often. Um you know throughout this this season of the podcast, it's been worship leaders we've we're all worship leaders um we all lead worship here on a Sunday,
1: yeah
0: to however many people rock up on a Sunday yeah, I don't know how what that is, but <laughs> I, yeah. I should know but um <laughs> you know we we're leading worship uh and we're singing we're we're declaring these songs of truth mm. um but we, we can so often, and I know for me, I've done this, um, where you'll fake it. And it sounds awful. <laughs> but so often I will, uh, I would come to a, a Sunday uh, and I'm not in a good space. Mm. But I will fake it because I've got a job to do. Mm. But when, and, and yes, there could be the argument for in the moment, that's probably necessary sometimes. Yeah but when that happens so often then you start to or what i found i started to do was i just if it's a bad week or something i just go can't feel like that right now cuz i need lead people
1: yeah yeah
0: and very quickly you start to just develop this thing of as a worship leader i should not be mm. vulnerable in this in this space mm-hmm. i should be I'm leading people, yeah. so I've got to have everything together. i yeah. got to lead them, smile on my face yeah. as if everything's good, yeah. as if joy is running through my veins 24-7. <laughs> God is good all the time and all the time. God is good in this whole mantra that we tell ourselves. Um, and yes, as I say, there's the argument for maybe in the moment it can be necessary, but very, very quickly that becomes a thing that you just do.
1: Yeah,
0: And you can then start to or I found for myself you can start to not not resent the position of being a worship leader because it is an amazing honor to lead people in worship yeah but you can v- slowly start to resent the, the the stuff that comes with that mm. um which I don't know why I don't know why there's this there's this feeling of you've got to have it all together when you're a worship leader mm. because it's not the case yeah. um I think, uh, you,
2: yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I think you could even take it one step further and say, even for the person coming into church, I mean, when we're not leading and we're just coming into church, it's yeah. like, hey guys, like I'm yeah, hey fine, everything's good, everything's great. you know, <laughs> and then, you, which I think is, is often the case for people, you know, we kind of like just mask whatever actually is going on Yeah. and then you sit down and then worship starts and then you kind of like get in touch with where you're really at, yeah. you know, which, um, which I think is sad in some ways. I was I was saying to David earlier on in lockdown, I was saying, um, I really hope that when church gets back together again, that it would be different. Mm. You know, that we wouldn't feel that we need to have it all together all the time. Yeah. And actually, we've actually walked as a country, as a world, we've walked something quite um, difficult now. You know, difficult on different degrees and levels for everybody. But we've walk, we've walked it together, we've all yeah. been there, you know, and so I'm, I'm hoping that that kind of will will kind of inspire or encourage us as particularly Christians to um, to realize that okay, we can let people in a little bit and just, just open up a bit yeah you know so yeah, but I agree with you um, the masking is not great yeah. <laughs> that's something we want to do
0: yeah. I, I I really agree with you that um, – because I also hope that things will be different. Um, you know, we keep talking about when we go back to normal again, when we go back to normal. Um, but I kind of want to – in my own mind, I'm just trying to change that narrative that I don't want to go back to what it was. Yeah. I don't want church to go back to what it was. Mm. Because for me, if I can just be honest in a, for a moment, um, for me – Church pre-lockdown was very busy. Yeah. It was filled with stuff. Yeah. Event after event after event. And it slowly stopped becoming church and started just becoming events. Mm -hmm. Um, Worship became tiring. Yeah. Another Uh, thing on the list. Yeah. It was just, it became another thing on the list. Yeah. Um, And so worship leading became just another ministry. It's just a job. Mm. Um, So no, I don't want things to go back. To normal, yeah. I want things to be different, yes. and what I hope is that lockdown will will have flicked a switch in our minds to go what what were we doing wrong mm-hmm. um that can that sounds a bit bad, but not necessarily what we were doing wrong, but what were we getting what were oh.
2: More like, how can we be...
0: Yeah. How, um,
2: how can it change?
0: Yeah, how can it change? Yeah, what's new? Yeah, how can it change? My yeah. my hope is that we're going to enter into this building and there's going to be a whole new hunger for worship.
2: Mm.
0: But for what worship is. Yeah. That we're going to come into this building and regardless of sound or tech or things or whatever, because it's going to be awkward when you first step in.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, there's going to be three big... There's going to be three cameras... You know, you're going to be sitting next to a massive tripod. It's going to be awkward to be sitting in church, mask on, not really being allowed to sing and stuff. And it's going to be weird. But yeah. my hope is that all of that will be put aside because I'm in a building worshiping again. Mm. And that's what I've longed for. Mm. So I really hope that something's going to change. But to to get back to the the thing of masking and, and, and putting on this front as a worship leader, do you think that this... Okay because when we look at contemporary Christian music okay okay we look at the big names in worship
1: yeah sure
0: there is this look okay i think you'd have to be daft and blind not to acknowledge that there, that there is this <laughs> there is this look yeah um on whether it be on on maybe not necessarily on stage but certainly on social media on everything mm. there can often be this look mm. and It can sometimes be this look of um, got it all together and everything is a Holy Spirit inspired moment and everything is a, a revelation and everything's always amazing. Mm. Do you think that we place this expectation to have it all together just on ourselves? Or do you think that we've created a church culture that doesn't allow worship leaders to be vulnerable when they're in their ministry? Mm space yeah Yeah. so i'm not necessarily meaning when you're not worship leading Mm, but i mean mm -hmm. when you're on stage leading worship that you feel you have to put on this front do you think it's a self-imposed expectation or do you think that perhaps generally we've created a church culture that doesn't allow us to be vulnerable it's a difficult question Uh,
2: it's an interesting thought yeah i think that it's a bit of both because i think that people will feel it at different degrees um Depending on their own personal um, pressure that they're putting on themselves. I'm talking now worship leaders specifically. Um, But I think that there is also this general um, thing that Christians are just always okay, you know, and especially if you're leading a time of worship that, you know, we have to have kind of like this inspiration or word from God or Mm. um, this faith that, that, you know rises above whatever is going on in the moment you know so I, th- I think that yeah I think it's a bit of both yeah um <clears throat> which is also good and not good yeah you know so I, I, I think it's a tension because mm. we do want to um always look above uh rise above whatever yeah. we're feeding you know um because that's where we're going to find God. I look up to the mountains where my help comes from, you know, we fix our eyes on him. But um, but we don't want it to become something that's a lie. Yeah. So I think that's where the tension is, that you, yeah. you, you want your faith to be real, where no matter how you're feeling, God is still going to be uh, declared faithful, true, good, all those things, you know. Um, but you don't want it to be something where when you then get off the stage, mm it's not the reality in your life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I think that's where the kind of the tension is.
0: Yeah. Cause I, I I know from personal, my personal journey, um, I remember a time, I think it was last year. um, Yeah, it was probably last year uh, where I just went through a very quick season because it was quickly pulled out of me, but a a very, (laughs) a very, you know, a very short season of just feeling like if I did not have, a moment in church where I was singing something off the top of my head mm. or singing something prophetic, if that didn't happen, it was a bad night. Oh,
1: uh, sure. And if yeah. it
0: didn't happen, that I was somehow disconnected
1: yeah.
0: in that moment.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So, again, it was from placing this expectation on myself. So that yeah. I would say that was purely self-imposed. Yes. You know? Yeah. No one was placing that expectation. Yeah. That was purely other than, self-imposed. Other you know? than
2: possibly what you are seeing in current Christian music. Probably. You know, because that is what is portrayed at the yeah. moment. So that, I think, could also be a bit of what you're seeing, mm. you know, and maybe even for Lighthouse, kind of something we're pursuing as a church and how we define that and understand that, you know, yeah. and, yeah, all of that. So, yeah, anyway, sorry I interrupted you. No, that's good. good. That's good. It's
0: good. <laughs> it's good. Uh, but, yeah, just... You know, I, I found myself in that space, and re- and I had to just pull myself out of that very quickly because I realized, like, I'm just I'm placing this bar there where yeah. if I don't sort that out in myself, I'm going to start manufacturing things on the spot, yeah. And I'm just gonna start seeing random things, yeah, no. just to try and and make it look like, you know, yes. oh, this man's so inspired, yeah. He's always got songs just yeah. pouring out of him, you yeah. know, which is not the case. But that that for me was a self imposed thing. That, I very, I very quickly just had to realize, like, no. I, I'm my own person. Yes. And we're all different. Yes. And sometimes you're going to go through bad times. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. And as, and as you say, Burn, it's about looking up. Yeah. So it is in that moment when I'm, I'm leading people, saying, you know what, I've had a really bad week. Yeah. It's been, a, it's been a bad time.
1: Yeah.
0: But in this moment, God is, God is great. Yeah. God is greater. And sometimes that can be really, really helpful. Yes. Because sometimes my week has been bad because I've been all up in my feelings. Yeah. I've been all up in my feelings and I haven't been looking to Him and it's just yeah. been a, a week of stuff going on. And sometimes it's good for us as worship leaders to in that moment, even when you're leading people, take a moment to step back. Yeah. And go, God, this is for this is all about you now. Yeah. This is all about you now. And to have that one-on-one moment.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, to, to step yeah. back from leading people for a, a second yes. and have this one-on-one moment. Yes. That's why, personally, I really enjoy co-leading. Yeah. That's yes. why I love co-leading. Um, yes, there's all sorts of practical um, things that come with that. Mm. You know, trying to read one another, when, who's going to sing what and stuff like that. But Yeah. I love co-leading with people because yes. it allows that opportunity to step back. Yes, um, you know.
2: Yes, I'm the same. I'm exactly the same. I I enjoy uh, co-leading for that reason. You can actually um, take a moment in what's happening around you. Yes. you can take a moment and and kind of find your your bearings or hear what the Holy Spirit's saying or, or get a sense for, for what's happening. But if you're carrying it on your own, yeah. Often isn't much time for that, you know, yeah, but um what I was going to say with what you're sharing is that I think that is where the safety is is when we're not co-leading now a few steps back, where you were saying um about taking account, you know and oh um, uh, yes, yeah and I think that's where the safety is is what I was going to say is that you stopped yourself, yeah, and that happened because you have because your relationship with Jesus. Mm. is it is first priority yeah so i think that's where the safety is, is we just keep coming back to jesus yeah. for myself as a worship leader my challenge is the fact that i'm a quiet person you know so sure. i've got an interesting personality in that i'm i've got quite a strong personality but i'm very quiet yeah. as a person yeah. <laughs> so yeah it so it is to, an interesting one because yeah. you never know <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally so, you know, to feel that pressure that I now have to be something I'm not, like now I must have all these words or often in a in a moment where I send something, not necessarily sing something out, but send something that I want to share with the church, often afterwards I'll go, oh, I did such a bad job because I didn't say it how I thought I should be saying uh, it, but <laughs> but I said so few words and yeah. and all that stuff. But then I have to stop myself and say, actually, God gave me that thought. Yeah, I just trust that. However, I've presented it, yeah, he's done what he needs to do, and he's spoken to whoever he needs to speak to, you know, so um, so that's a challenge for me, you know, um just to to keep myself also just be myself, not try and be something that I'm not in that space because yeah. that would be a lie, yeah, and it's also not what um I mean God's gifted me in this um in the way he has, and he's given me the personality I have, so So all of that is for his glory to change it or be fake or different Mm. is or masked or whatever, uh, it's not for his glory. Yeah. You know, that actually is pointless, lifeless, I would think.
0: Um, you know, the, the, these things about, you know, feeling like you can't necessarily be vulnerable or, or feeling like you have to put on this, this facade, um, This has been in my mind for a while now because last year, sometime there were quite a number of cases coming from the states. Um, There were probably some locally, I don't know. They just, you know, they reported in Mm. the states. Um, But a few, a few cases of pastors who um, committed suicide. Yeah. Um, and seemingly out of nowhere. Mm. Um. But what you then realise when their families open up about it yeah. is it's depression, mm. it's anxiety, it's all these things. And yeah. the one the one day there's a guy that uh, pastor that I follow who commented on a friend of his who's another pastor, um, also uh, committed suicide because of the stuff. Mm. And he was commenting, and he said and i agreed with him it can be a strong statement but i agreed with him and he said he blame he blames the evangelical church mm. culture mm. for what his friend went through mm. because it, cre- it it's a culture that created such a, a such a pedestal of their church leaders mm. that church leaders felt like they couldn't step a foot wrong yes. without being seen as no. as um, you know whatever. Yes.
1: Yeah. And sure. you
0: know, I would I would never I would never turn around and blame Lighthouse mm. for the stuff that I've gone through. It's not the case at all. But it made me realize the value of community, mm. the value of relationships and feeling like there mm. is a safe space yeah. for you to open up yeah. about your stuff. And I think this is where I will step out and say I really appreciate Lighthouse mm. and I love what we do. Um because if you're a part of a worship team at Lighthouse, you're not just a part of a music team that gets up on a Sunday and plays some music, yes. but you are a part of a community. Yes. And particularly with the way we do things at the moment where it's a much it's a large worship community split mm. up into two. Mm. So it's two smaller entities, mm. um, which allows for close-knit relationship, opening up, vulnerability yeah. – and a support system, yeah. which I think is so vital, especially if you are in any position of leadership in a ministry. Yeah. Because it means that I can be vulnerable yes. and I can open up. Yes. And yeah,
2: and I think it's so important for leaders to realize that it's best to lead by example. So yeah. it was something that when I was younger, um, teenage years, I uh, had a similar feeling to what, you're, to what you're describing where I kind of caught myself feeling like I always had to be mm. this happy person and yeah. bubbly and whatever, you know. And I actually stopped myself and go, but that's actually not what I want. I don't want that. So to kind of walk that line with God and say, you know, how can I mature in this way? And um, And I think that what you're saying, community and friendships and stuff like that, um another really important thing there would be mentorship. You know, somebody who's ahead of you who can actually speak into that, not just hear you and be there for you, which is what your your community and your friends are gonna do, um, but also kind of um guide you in terms of some truths that you can put into practice or things that you can hold on to, you know? Yeah. Um, which I think is so important. But um yeah my other thoughts gone sorry Sean's it'll fine. come back to
0: now. <laughs> yeah but yeah the value of community is it's it's invaluable it's it's, it's, oh, yeah, it's that's yeah. what I was saying sorry oh, I'm gonna go stop you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was talking to about being a uh, leading by example yeah yeah so that was something when we would I was a, a Dave and I were home cell leaders before we got married um back in the day and um somebody said it I I actually I couldn't even tell you now who it was but it made such an impact on me and it was something I started to practice because it was it's not who I am it's not who I am to actually be vulnerable and put myself out there Um, but I just decided to kind of do that and I think that um, as leaders it's important to lead by example because Everybody else will pick up on that lead and, and then follow suit, you know. So if we're wanting to create a community that is vulnerable and supportive of each other, yeah. do it. Yeah. Be the first one to do it so sure. that it, it will catch on and then, you know, yeah. you'll end up with that. Because I think if we're saying we need our communities to be that, we could also have communities that aren't that. Mm. Uh, where again it's all these masks and but, but somebody's yeah. picking up the lead from someone. So be the first, even if you're not the worship leader, just be the first one to do it. Yeah. Because Yeah,
0: open up, be vulnerable. Yeah. Create that culture. Yeah. It just yeah.
2: recently, I mean, I put myself out the last uh year and a bit I was talking to Dave about it the other day. We are purposefully told uh people that are close to Dave and I, just things that were coming up, um, that I was going through and um, and I was saying to him the other day, you know, it would be so much easier to actually not do that. Yeah. You know, so it's in some ways, sometimes you get to this point where you're going, yeah, you know, maybe I should just stop that and just be, you know, somebody, the quiet person or whatever yeah. in, my con- in my context. But uh, then we, you know, we'll chat about it. And then I'll, I'll always come back to the fact that, but that's not, that's not the best. Yeah. That's okay, but it's not the best. Yeah. And I want the best. I want the most freedom I can have and experience in my life that Christ has given me. Sure. You know? So um yeah. It's a journey. It's a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Worship as it's in its entirety is a lifestyle. It's what we create with our mm. life. It's yeah. not the moment that we all know that. But but do we know it? Yeah. No. Is that revelation <laughs> there yeah. yet? You yeah. know, we want it to become something that we know that we know that we know that that we we just can't pull away from it because God has revealed it to us. It's it's become it's come alive in our heart. Yes. You know, that whole thing of worship is this lifestyle. It's not music, it's not um all these other things, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah.
0: Sure. Yeah. It's so important. It's so important to realise that worship is a lifestyle. Because when all it, if if all worship is, is that moment you're getting into church and singing, then it's going to become just a thing that you do. Mm. Then there's no, it's it's no different to just singing music, mm. you know. So, yeah, yeah, Ben, thank you, thank you for your input, thank you sure. for your thoughts, um, and yeah, just an encouragement, um, you know. Whoever's listening to this, whatever space you find yourself in, um, vulnerability is good.
1: Yeah.
0: Vulnerability is good. It's hard. It's difficult. Yeah. Especially because if it's new, you you never know how it'll be received. Mm. But you know, in the same way that, you know, we were mentioning a couple of weeks ago how it's important to choose the people that you're going to write songs with.
1: Yeah.
0: Choose the people you're going to be vulnerable to, yeah. you know. Um, the wrong thing to do would be to rock up on a Sunday, and before the first song, you know, say to all the church, "All right, guys, this is what I've got going on in my life." <laughs> that's the wrong thing. To, that's the wrong thing to do. Yeah. But vulnerability is good. It's necessary because if if you're not going to open up, then you're going to start pushing those feelings down, mm. and you're going to start resenting the things that you do. Yeah. Um. Because you're going to find yourself. Involved in a ministry mm. that would thrive if you were honest, yeah. But is now hindered because you are being dishonest with yourself mm. about the way that you're feeling. Yeah. So accept your feelings. Feelings are good. <laughs> feelings are good. Yes. Acknowledge and, them.
2: And Jesus loves to know how we feel. Yes, sometimes he does. we believe that lie that yeah. we, he doesn't actually. Yeah. Uh, well, not care, but that it's yeah. going to somehow separate us from him. Mm. Actually, I think the opposite is true. Yeah, and um, so anyway, yes, go for it. Be vulnerable. Yeah, choose your important people in your life. Yeah, and don't um, uh, just tell the whole world. Yes, because <laughs> <laughs> you probably will stop very quickly. <laughs>
0: yes, no, you will. Yeah. So we normally do quick fire questions, but yeah, Bern, you've answered all the the real quick fire questions. Yeah. Um, I could throw one at you. Okay. Let, just just for the sake of continuity. Okay. Sure. Um, if you if you if you could play any instrument that you can't play um, at the moment. Okay. So any instrument in the world that you can't play, which one would you want to play and why?
2: Oh, so many of them, but I love the saxophone.
0: Yes, man.
2: Yes, that has always uh-huh. been an instrument that I'd like to play um as an accent instrument yeah but probably all of them but that one i'll give you as an answer you know
0: okay yeah yeah
2: and why um
0: because it's the definition of cool
2: well yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) okay
0: you were going along with that thought until i said the word cool (laughs) Uh,
2: yeah okay i'll go with that kian (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was going to say, I think that it is, it carries, it can really tell a story.
0: Sure, that's a much better answer than (laughs) I gave.
1: Yeah, okay, Uh, I'll go with that. Cool.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Ben. I really appreciate this. Appreciate your thoughts and your honesty. Yeah. Until next time, everybody stay safe and God bless.